That is definitely a jam. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? What's up, everybody? Hey, a little different. A little yo, yo, yo. Anyway. (laughs) Right, right. I'm here for the yo, yo, yo. I'm so here for it. I didn't know I was going to say that. It just came out. I was like, hey, let's go with it. Anywho, it's Camille. I'm your host, and I'm here with my big sister, Missy. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. What's going on? Girl. Come on, energy. Yeah, look, I'm 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 in the room already, y'all. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Ain't a whole lot going on, girl. I am glad to be here another week with my sister, bring y'all another episode of my sister's jam. And y'all, today we are going to be discussing our favorite soundtracks. But before we get into that, I got to tell y'all why why I have a little extra excitement in my spirit today, y'all. So, you know, last week we talked about our favorite girl groups, right? I highlighted Destiny's Child, of course. My sister highlighted SWV. It was a lovely time. We enjoyed it. We had a blast. So I'm going to try to make this story short, y'all. I work Mm -hmm. with the public, okay? I'm a server in a restaurant in a place where you could see any and everybody, so today my coworker comes to me and she says, I think that lady at my table looks like Latoya Luckett from Destiny's Child. And I say, mm-hmm. do she? Let me go take a look. So I go look. I say, oh, she do look like Latoya Luckett. That's crazy. So we go on. We doing whatever. She comes back around. She's like, she really looks like Latoya, Camille. Like, I think that's her. <laughs> and so I look again. I say, you right, that do really look like her. You you going to ask her? And she's like, no, I don't want to ask her. That's my childhood. I'm a freak out if that's her. I'm a freak out. So I'm like, I'll ask her. So I walk up to the table. I say, hey, you know, excuse me. Um, I don't mean to interrupt, <laughs> um, but uh, do people tell you you have a celebrity lookalike? <laughs> and so, well, before she answers, Latoya Luckett says, um, you have a very welcoming face. I say, oh, thank you. Thank you. Anyway, does anyone tell you you have a celebrity lookalike? I know, it's so sweet. And she's like, yep, all the time. I said, uh, who Who do they say you look like? And she's like, that girl, um, the girl from Destiny's Child. And I'm like... Uh-huh. And so I'm looking at her with that look in my eye, like that girl from Destiny's Child, huh? That's what we're gonna call her. And I said, uh right. I said, Yep. I said, uh, I think it's I think it is you. <laughs> and she was like, she said, huh? I said, I think it's you. I said, Is it you? She like yeah she tried to play it off y'all she was trying to be so low she was trying to be low she like the girl from Desi Show girl it's you just say yes I'm Latoya Lucky nice to meet you she's about yeah it's me I said wow I said well nice to meet you y'all don't understand the level of over the moon wow y'all don't even understand it was crazy I met Latoya Luckett. So y'all know what I said next. I said, you know what's crazy? My sister and I have a music (laughs) podcast. (laughs) And I said, and we highlighted y'all this week. I said, y'all are the topic of this week's episode. I said, we just talked about our favorite girl groups and I highlighted Destiny's Child, of course, because why wouldn't I? I said, and my sister highlighted SWV. I said, that's crazy. We just talked about y'all this week. She said, well, look at God and look at this here on this fine Sunday. I said, yes, ma'am, ain't that wild? I'm <laughs> The Lord brought Destiny's she- Child into my place of work, Okay. She lucky I didn't work there because let me have found out it was her good girl. You know how me and your nephew feel about that regret <laughs> song that she got with Ludacris. Yes. Girl, if that is not my song and Torn too. Yes. Oh, now Torn was my jam. Torn in between the two. That was girl, my jam. I'd have been like, ma'am, Listen. you did it with that. And I tried girl. not to fangirl. I just I said, look, the lady just trying to have a nice meal. I'm gonna go in and walk off. But I could have stood there for three hours and told her everything she meant to me. Right. <laughs> like, this child meant to me. It was a moment, y'all. A moment. Like, like, can I just tell you what you mean to me, Miss Latoya? Right. Like, do you have a moment <laughs> for me to explain? <laughs> do you have a do you have a moment to talk about Jesus Christ? Ma'am, do you have a moment to talk about? <laughs> Everything that, that is, is awesome, it was amazing. I did not you, keep that short, but you know, 
because <laughs> you've run into a few celebrities, but that's crazy. I have run into a handful. That yeah. is Latoya Luckett. I oh never gosh. expected yeah. a Destiny's Child member, y'all. It was lovely. I hope y'all enjoyed that story. I'm sorry that I, I made it kind of long, but I was over the over the moon, over the moon. So so now she lit. So now she got that extra energy. Yeah. So we better I hurry mean, up turned, while it's so here. We go. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. So, like I said, today we're talking about our favorite jams from soundtracks our favorite soundtracks because y'all know movies sometimes they have them hits that just hit right so that's what we're getting into but before we do sister will you give us what happened on today in music history other than me meeting Latoya Lucky? like that goes down in 2024 music history but like right. what happened in other years on this day today is January 25th all right girl so in 1980, Paul McCartney was released from a Tokyo jail where he had been in prison for nine days after trying to carry half a pound of marijuana through customs at the Tokyo airport. Now, Paul. No, he knew better than that. Now, Paul. Stop Not that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just stop doing that. He thought he could get away with it. Uh, right. And so, and then in 1994 slash 2019, Michael Jackson was accused of molesting a 13-year-old boy, and so he settled the civil lawsuit out of court. On the same date in 2019, the documentary Leaving Neverland, detailing the singer's relationship with two boys, premiered at Sundance Film Festival. Hmm. I just, I just, you know, I just wasn't here for any of that. So yeah, I, I barely remember it because I wasn't here for it. Because I was just, I just like, I don't, I'm not taking this in. I'm not taking it. Uh-uh, I turned I'm just away. Just not. I turned away. I turned away. I wondered if so they. That's good to know. Good to know, right. sister. Because right. I'm just. I mean, I wondered if they <laughs> released it at that film thing on that date on purpose. Like I find that probably very ironic that it was the same exact date, but. You know, whatever. I'm sure it was, but we whatever. We love okay. you, Michael. <laughs> well, that's crazy. We love you, Michael. because I'm not here for it. So, mm-hmm. okay. all right. All if right. it happened, it happened. If it didn't, it didn't. I don't know. None of us know. I, I wasn't know. there. Okay. I wasn't there. So, we love you, Michael. Anywho. Got it. Well, without further ado, <laughs> if my sister is ready, you know I'm ready for you to get into all your right. first jam all right so you guys like my sister mentioned we are talking about two of our favorite soundtracks and we have many soundtracks that we love but this is just two of them okay Mm -hmm. as we do and so i chose to highlight the soundtrack from one of my favorite movies from the 90s called dead presidents dead presidents is a 1995 american crime drama starring lorenz tate keith david and chris tucker among many other notables it was, mm-hmm. it was seriously a star study cast um lorenz plays a vietnam veteran who comes back from war struggling with both ptsd and his inability to financially support his family which included his girlfriend and his daughter that she gave birth to while he was off at war. Okay. So, well, long story short, he gets together with some known friends and associates, and they draft this elaborate plan to rob a Brinks truck that is going to be hauling a bunch of mutilated cash to the Federal Reserve. Mm-hmm. So, just a little context i worked in banking for like a lot of years right Mm -hmm. and basically there are bills that become unfit to stay in circulation right like Mm -hmm. they they become dirty they become damaged smelly you know they have holes in them you know all, all that type of stuff and so part of our job was when we got mutilated bills we would put them over to the side until we accumulated a certain amount and then we would sell quote unquote this money to the federal reserve And so when the Federal Reserve gets this money from banks, they count it, they sort it, and then it's shredded and recycled in order to print new currency. Okay. And so they knew this. They knew about this. And so they decide to intercept this truck that's carrying this mutilated cash that's going to be destroyed anyway. Mm -hmm. And the plan goes horribly and horrifically wrong. Mm Mm-mm. And I'm gonna just leave it at that. The movie to this day, I to the day to this day, I can't watch the movie again. Like mm-hmm. I can't watch the movie again. But 
because it traumatized me. However, <laughs> it has some serious jams, and so I am going to get into those. <laughs> and so that is why we're here. <laughs> but the jams was jamming. Okay. But the jams was jamming. I mean, the, the movie was set in the 60s slash 70s, because you know this is around Vietnam War time, and so mm-hmm. you know the jams was hidden back then. Yeah, so. and they was. They was. The Dead President soundtrack was a massive success, reaching number 14 on the Billboard 200 and number one on the top R&B hip hop albums charts. And the first the first Dead President soundtrack was so successful that Capitol Records released a second volume Mm. of the soundtrack because it was like it was so jam packed full of jams. They they had some more (laughs) from the movie. It was more jams. It was just. It was more jams to put in there. Like, it was a lot of music in this movie, you know. And so that was one of my favorite things about it. And with that, I'm going to get into my very first jam from Dead President soundtrack, mm-hmm. which is If You Want Me to Stay by Sly and the Family Stone. Honey, <laughs> a, a funky jam. The first few seconds, and you're like, oh. But anyway, don't let me get ahead of myself. (laughs) If You Want Me to Stay is the 1973 hit single by American band Sly and the Family Stone from their album Fresh. And so, by the way, like, I think all of the songs from Dead Presidents were like previous songs. Like there wasn't any like original. Nothing like original for the soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. At least I don't think so. I'm not too familiar with volume two. Mm -hmm. So anyway slying them i'm gonna call call them slying them slying them because <laughs> those are, are our considered... homies apparently <laughs> right because 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 they the homies because we know them personally <laughs> you know slying them right slying them <laughs> they're they're considered to be crucial in the development of the funk the soul the r&b and psychedelic music genres now if you want me to stay was the band's final top 20 hit or I should say the, the final top 20 pop hit. Mm-hmm. And it's best, it is the best known song of theirs since their recording of their 1971 album, There's a Riot Going On. The single reached number 12 on the pop charts and number three on the Billboard R&B singles charts. This song is some down and dirty funk. The song <laughs> Funky, okay? Because, ooh we the bass line. You look up if you want me to stay and everybody talks about that ridiculous baseline that was laid down by rusty allen mm-hmm. who he had replaced one of the founding members of the band band larry graham so he's the one that does that crazy baseline that everybody knows incredible <laughs> and so the first 30 seconds i mean literally the first 30 seconds of the song it puts you in this trance because you hear that bass and then Sly comes in with that piano too. He starts playing a piano back there. Mm-hmm. And then he starts ad-libbing some of, the, some of his vocals, you know. And you're like, oh man, this is about to be sick. <laughs> and then the song proceeds to be sickening. It's of like, course. Of course. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. If you want, if y'all want me to stay, I'll mm-hmm. be around today. Available for you to see. No, yes. oh. hey, it's okay. funky. Hey, hey. it's funky. Okay. Woo, girl. Now the lyrics is Sly basically telling his lover that if he can't continue to be himself in this relationship, then he out the door. Mm. He on his way out. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm like, okay, because we're not here for the being somebody else. No, right. A few of my favorite lines is, you can't take me for granted and smile. Count the days I'm gone. Forget reaching me on my phone because I promise I'll be gone for a while. I'll be gone for a while. I'm like, (laughs) oh, girl. So Sly recorded this song without much input from the rest of the band. Mm-hmm. By the early 70s, he had begun crafting most of their material and everything by himself. As at this point, the band had gone through some transitions of like losing band members. There was like drug activity. And I think like he was on drugs and there was a lot of infighting within the group. Just a lot of contention, mm-hmm. right? You know, okay. that kind of thing. And that was starting to happen 
during this time. They were they were about to reach the end of their uh, career as a band. And so story has it that Sly got the idea for this song after a fight with his former wife, Kathleen Silva, which I mm-hmm. feel like this is our second mention of a fire song that came after a fight with a significant other. I think yes, you said that about like, one did. of Nickelback's song. Yes. Right. <laughs> Yes, and then the girl was like, "Hey, that sound fire!" Even though they was fighting, and she like, "Whatever you're doing right. down there she to came- get over this fight is fire." <laughs> like what? <laughs> she came down there like, "Hey, that sound fire right there! Y'all need to record." Like, I want to make like, really? real songs. Really? Like, first of all, I thought we were mad at each other, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, hey, whatever, but that's fire. All right, I'm still mad. She's like, yeah, I get that, but you know, that's a hit. <laughs> but you know. But nothing gives you like amazing material, like relationship drama. Like this is true. I mean, nothing inspires you like relationship troubles, you know. But the, woo, he had that fight, and then they gave us this jam, girl. Woo. Pure funky. That's my first jam from the Dead President soundtrack. Oh, a hit indeed, girl. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Now today. Mm. I'm sharing my favorite jams from one of my favorite movies of all time. And I don't really, side note, do you have a favorite movie, like period? Like this is my favorite movie? It's so hard to say It was Titanic. It was Titanic for me, but then I don't know. Yeah. Well, for a long time, mine was A Walk to Remember. And I don't know if it is or not, but... That is what right, I'm talking about right. today. <laughs> that is what I'm talking about today. Some jams. Yes. One of my top favorite movies, A Walk to Remember. And remember, I made you watch that. Remember? Yes. Yes. I think you were and still I'm a teen at the time. Uh, or younger. Yeah. Or or, I, yeah. I was pretty young. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, A Walk mm-hmm. to Remember is a 2002 coming-of-age romantic drama film directed by Adam Shankman and written by Karen Jansen based on Nicholas Sparks' 1999 novel of the same name. Now, it stars Shane West, his cute self, mm-hmm. <laughs> Man- mm-hmm. <laughs> Mandy Moore, Peter Coyote, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Right, okay. I, I think it is. <laughs> And Daryl Hannah. Now, the film, like the book, is dedicated to Nicholas Sparks' sister, Danielle, whose cancer-afflicted life inspired the story. Now, it's basically about, like, an unlikely love, you know, between the popular guy at school and the not-so-popular, like, church girl at school. Mm. And then it's got Mm -hmm. these themes of, like, teenage cruelty and bullying in it. And uh, I don't like that part, but it's in there. Um, And then it's got a lot of, like, religious kind of faith-based themes going on, too, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's beautiful. It's just a beautiful movie. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, you watch watch Shane West's character. His name's Landon in the movie. You watch his character kind of grow and develop from that dense whatever... uh, young boy into like this beautiful mature <laughs> mature yeah. man that understands the world around him and he sees more than high school it's just it's good okay mm-hmm. and so he falls for Mandy Moore's character Jamie and I don't want to put too many spoilers in this here but it does have a sad ending unfortunately but the, it's uh, also Nicholas her- Sparks so Right. I mean, it's Nicholas Park. So what did y'all think? But, um, right. <laughs> it, is, it is also like heartwarming. Like it's sad at the end, but, uh, I just, mm-hmm. Lord, I don't need to get sad here today. We got the energy. We got the energy today. I'm not going to be sad, but anyway, it's a beautiful movie mm-hmm. and I love it. So the soundtrack to a Walter member was released by Epic records and Sony music soundtracks on January 15th of 2002. The album features six songs performed by the star of the movie, Mandy Moore, along with many other songs. It's a pretty hefty soundtrack. Now, it debuted Mm -hmm. at number 181 on the Billboard 200 charts on the week of February 2nd, 2002. And it peaked Mm -hmm. at number 56 the following week. So, pretty cool. Now, my first jam from this soundtrack is Dare You to Move. (laughs) By Switchfoot. Oh, man, mm. oh man. Okay. 
So Dare You to Move is a single by American alternative rock band Switchfoot, written by Switchfoot singer and songwriter John Foreman. It was originally produced solely by Charlie Peacock and recorded as the opening track for Switchfoot's 2000 album Learning to Breathe. And it also appeared, of course, on the Walter Remember soundtrack, which featured several other Switchfoot songs. Now, the mm-hmm. song was originally called I Dare You to Move and was on the album um, Learning to Breathe, but the band decided to reimagine it and put it on The Beautiful Letdown, their fourth studio album released in 2003. Now, this track received considerable radio airplay and its accompanying music video saw play on MTV, VH1, Fuse TV, and other mainstream channels. Now, Dare You to Move was released to Christian Radio on February 6, 2004, and sent to Modern Rock Radio the following month. Now, sister, did you know that Switchfoot was a Christian music group? I absolutely did not. I absolutely did not either. (laughs) I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't. Okay. And actually, um, in 2005, the track won two Dove Awards, um, one for Rock Contemporary Recorded Song of the Year and another for Short Form Music Video of the Year at the 36th um, GMA Dove Awards. And it was also nominated for Song of the Year. Now, side note, I never even heard of the Dove Awards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I right. looked it up. Right now, a Dove Award is an accolade by the Gospel Music Association um, of the United States to recognize outstanding achievement in the Christian music industry. Now, the awards, uh-huh. yeah, the awards are presented annually, and the show is held in Nashville um, every year, except for 2011 and 2012. It was in Atlanta, but every other year, it's always in Nashville. Um, and this year will be the 55th annual ceremony. So I learned something new. I was like, what's a Dove Award? <laughs> right. See, we some heathens. That's why. Oh, Lord, help <laughs> us. <laughs> Uh-oh. But, anywho, back to the jam. So Dare You to Move peaked at number 17 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, becoming Switchfoot's second top 20 single, surpassing the success of their breakthrough single, Meant to Live, in the United States. And the song can be heard um, beyond the movie. It can be heard in season one, episode eight, season two, episode five, and in season eight, episode 18 of One Tree Hill. Like, mm-hmm. not y'all using this song over and over and over and over and over again. Right. I mean, that's just you three see episodes. You that a lot but shows, though. I guess yeah. so. I mean, it's a good song, so I'm not mad. But mm-hmm. I've never watched One Tree Hill. Maybe it fits the vibe real good. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But it was in that show a lot. Now, uh, the basis of the group, Tim Foreman, remarked that upon finishing the song, all the band members knew that they had really created something powerful. And John Foreman, again, the primary songwriter, said that sometimes it can still move him to tears and that he's glad it got a second chance on their other album, The Beautiful Letdown. Now, he's called it a defining song for the band and said, it's me talking to myself. And I think a lot of times I feel stagnant and stuck in the same place and dare you to move. is kind of a song for myself to get me up and get me moving and tackling a new part of life. I like that. Oh, I love that song. Because who doesn't feel that sometimes? Stagnant mm-hmm. and stuck. Mm, I dare. Ooh, right. That's such a good song. I dare you to move. <laughs> Dare you to move like today never happened. happened. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, I love that song. Yes. It's a jam. A jam. So a jam. That's my sister. first jam. Mm-hmm. Great first choice. Thank love you. Love it. Okay. On to my second jam from Dead President soundtrack. And that is Walk On By by Isaac Hayes. Mm-mm-mm. so i'm gonna try to hold it together with this song because so walk on by was originally done by dion wark in 1964 and it was written and composed by burt Bacharach and hal david and it was a highly successful track from her third studio album make way for dion wark which i'm i'm here for that title mm-hmm. right Yes. I am here for that title. Is is giving me move out the way. Come Bye. on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, 
Okay. okay. <laughs> so anyway, the late great Isaac Hayes then blew through and created a stirring, haunting version of his own in 1969 mm-hmm. from his second studio album, Hot Buttered Soul. Isaac took the song and transformed it into a 12 minute long funky version that was cut down to just under five minutes for release as a single. Mm-hmm. Now the shorter version is the one that's included on the soundtrack. Okay. So the song became a hit for Isaac peaking at number 13 on the billboard hot R and B songs and number 30 on the hot 100 chart. His version was ranked number 312 in the 2021 edition of the top 500 songs of all time by Rolling Stone magazine. His interpretation of this song, sister, is so bananas. Mm-hmm. It's so freaking insane. Yes. So his is I it's another one of them ones that that make me frown up. It makes me frown up real mm-hmm. hard. Mhm. Oh, his version was sampled in many popular songs including Tupac's Me Against the World, mm-hmm. Beyonce's Six Inch. Yes. <laughs> you were like, yes. yes, that's correct. Yes. I'm like, this is Six Inch Heels. As soon as I heard it, I was like, ah, this is Six Inch Heels. The disrespect I'm giving Isaac Hayes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you right. know, it was Six Inch Heels. But go ahead. <laughs> right. Notorious Big's Warning and mm-hmm. Wu-Tang Clan's I Can't Go to Sleep. Okay. So can I please get into why I love this song so incredibly, ridiculously much? Please do. It's the instrumentation. Mm -hmm. And that's period, period, point blank, the end. Yes. Bro, did you listen to the music? And did. It's, it's. I, 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 yeah, speechless. I, I, like, Isaac's voice is amazing. Like, that's a given, like. Everybody knows his voice. His voice is just like that hot butter that he <laughs> that he called the album. <laughs> but it's the composition. It's it's the instrumentation along with the haunting, painful lyrics that shot this jam over the top for me. Like yes. it surpassed De- it surpassed Dion's version for me. Although mm-hmm. I like Dion's version, but this the one for me. It's about wanting to be left alone by the person that just broke your heart by breaking up with you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you broke up with me. Just leave me be. If you see if you see me crying, don't look at me. Right. Just walk on, walk on by. Leave me alone mm-hmm. with my tears, you know. And the music, you, I know you listen to it, sister. The music sounds kind of like orchestral. A little bit. Right. It has some funk in it, though, still, you know? Right, yes. It's and so that could... unique. It's, it's like, um, I, I don't even know the word for it. And I'm I'm trying to, because I'll be honest, y'all, I heard Beyonce Six Inch Heels before I heard this song, <laughs> but from Isaac Hayes. <laughs> and when I heard Six Inch Heels, I was like, okay, like it, it makes you be like, kind of like a, where is this going? It's a very unique sound to this song. Oh. It's so unique. I love it. I mean, and the guitar gives it like almost an eerie feel, right? Mm, it's like, yes, it's, that's it's a like good this, word for it. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's that guitar that goes, oh, I can't say, the, I can't do the sound. <laughs> it's like the part where they pluck in like one string at a time. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of my favorite parts. By far, by freaking far, my favorite parts of this jam are in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. which was like the instrumental opening mm-hmm. and then like the last two to three minutes at the end when Isaac and the background singers are like ad-libbing and the music is like going nuts so it's like the guitar and then like the horn section coming it's like what is this amazingness that's in my ears right now like I don't I don't understand this. I'm I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> like, what is happening on this track? Like, yes, it's it's probably honestly one of my most favorite. Uh, it, it's probably one of my top five favorite songs compositions ever. Like, mm-hmm. it's insane. It is. It's amazing. 
it's, it's so perfect to me. It, like it's the definition of perfect to me. I, uh, I love agreed. it. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And for and that's that, my right. I was gonna say for that full version to be uh stinking twelve minutes. Like yes, please. <laughs> and <laughs> Take it's twelve right. minutes and of it, this goodness. <laughs> and it's fire. Every second of it is fire. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it gives you so many emotions. It's like who who came up with this instrumentation? It's it's sickening. It's sick. That it is. No other word. I love that. Thank you, sister, for a mm-hmm. lovely, lovely second jam. Mm-hmm. My second jam. What possibly, you got? Possibly my favorite from this soundtrack. I don't know. It's so hard for me between this one and Dare You to Move. But we just going to mm-hmm. go on. We're going to go on and talk about it. My right. second jam is Only Hope. Uh, woo! Performed by uh, Mandy Moore is the jam that I am discussing. Now, Only uh, Hope is a song actually by American band Switchfoot. So another Switchfoot jam. Um, mm-hmm. It was written by John Foreman for their 1999 album, New Way to Be Human. Now, the Christian theme song was also recorded of course, by Mandy Moore uh, for the film. And this uh, this version was arranged and produced by the film's composer, Mervyn Warren. And it's included on Mandy Moore's first greatest hits album, The Best of Mandy Moore. Now, the original version performed by Switchfoot is actually, it's also very beautiful. Like, I like their version too. Um, and mm-hmm. it also appeared on the movie. Um, but the right, Mandy, Yeah. But the Mandy mm-hmm. Moore performance is phenomenal girl phenomenal y'all okay Mm. it's it's her super sweet and delicate and dainty voice that really take her version to another level for me and then it's the scene in the movie it's the freaking scene (laughs) in the movie bro (laughs) how many times did we hit rewind (laughs) on this (laughs) y'all for anyone who has seen this movie you already know okay and i know you know because this the part but for anyone who has not seen the movie i shall go ahead and describe this portion of the film forget a spoiler you finna get it okay so again the characters jamie is mandy moore landon is shane west they are in this school play together. Landon has to be in it for some sort of punishment, if I remember correctly. Like, they're like, you mm-hmm. have to be in the school play, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, he's a cool kid. He's like, oh, not the drama club. It's lame, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, he's all mm-hmm. not into performing in the play. And he's he's acting like he don't care. He ever rehearsal like half, but doing it or whatever. So then he starts asking Jamie if she can help him with his lines. And she's kind of like, forget you, because he's been a jerk to her and whatever. But like, they get through it. Long story short, on this part of the play where Jamie's going to sing this song, she's like a singer that comes into the nightclub that Landon's play character owns or something. And, mm-hmm. you know, she mm-hmm. comes in and she's looking beautiful. Now, she, up, oh. to, up until the point, this point in the movie, she's been, again, the not so popular church girl. She's been wearing this little cardigan and these long dresses and she ain't had no makeup on her head and a ponytail and all this kind of stuff. Well, in the play... She ain't that, okay? She's beautiful Mm-mm. in this play. No, she wasn't that. Mm-mm. She got these loose waves. She got this pretty dress. She got this makeup. And so she's coming to sing this song in the play. And Lord, the girl sang Landon's the song. Face. He Landon was like... couldn't take his eyes off of this girl, okay? He couldn't take his eyes off of He fell in love with her on that stage in that scene and the way you can see it you can see him falling in love and you know i was reading about the movie a bit and the uh they say that critics kind of uh said that the movie was too predictable and yada yada but they did praise the um forget what word they use but something like authenticity or or whatever the sincerity of the actor's portrayal of the characters and um yes Mm. Because yes, the correct. way I felt like uh, Shane West really fell in love with Mandy Moore in that moment, like take <laughs> take Landon and Jamie out of it. Shane West was in love with Mandy Moore, and maybe he is. I don't know, but 
a beautiful, beautiful scene. Okay, just unreal. Yes. And she sang the mess out of that song. Okay, she sang the mess out of the song. Mm-hmm. And for that, I will forever love that song. Like one of my favorite songs, yes. period. Period. Mm-hmm. Also, a short story about me in this song. And I don't even know if you know this, sister, but um back in like sixth grade, probably, Lydia, mm-hmm. my best friend Lydia. Um, her mom took me and her to like this high tea, like at some fancy building in like downtown Crown Point when we was kids and I had to dress up and I wore that little black velvet outfit that I, anyway, I wore that and she took us to this high tea and it was like so fancy and we ate the little, little finger foods and all this kind of stuff. And there was a lady playing the harp, like for entertainment mm-hmm. at this tea. And she played only hope on the freaking harp. Do y'all understand how beautiful this was? And I still remember it to this day. And I was all of 12 years old. And I'm like, that was an amazing experience. And like, shout out to Lydia's mama for giving us culture and stuff. Like she had her own kids and she was a teacher. And why did you take other people's kids places on the weekend? I'd have been like, girl, no, I'm not taking Camille nowhere. But like, shout out to her mama for like taking us places. She used to have us over in Chicago and everywhere. And she took (laughs) me to this tea and like, Miss Johnson, I love you because that was an amazing experience. And seeing that girl play the harp, which is such a beautiful instrument, like looking at it and listening to it, it's just beautiful. And she played Only Hope and I was just smitten. Poor memory. Yes. It's amazing how how doing music will unlock these core memories yes because i had almost forgotten that we even went to that but nope 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 it was lovely and that is my second jam Ooh, such a pretty song girl and remember he kissed after she finished singing that wasn't in the play i was like landon done kissed him (laughs) landon do that and his little hating girlfriend was in the audience looking like somebody just stabbed her in the back or inside of right, her head just or stabbed her in the eye and I'm like look yep, at well. him girl look at him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep mm. good movie like that. girl whoo. and good song anyway. alright yeah <laughs> wonderful wonderful girl we better get going it's gonna be an hour and a half episode okay oh dang it sure is okay go ahead okay alright so <laughs> number three so I mean number three so my third jam, <laughs> not is, number three. Is this a quiz? Wait, Mm-mm. my mm. third jam from Dead President soundtrack is "Tired of Being Alone" by Al Green. Mm-hmm. All right, only your third jam, sister. Ah! No, I, <laughs> no, no. Okay, holy, written by Al Green and produced by Willie Mitchell. Tired of Being Alone is a 1971 soulful song from Al's third studio album, Al Green Gets Next to You. Mm-hmm. Yes, get next to me. <laughs> now, even though it was included on this album, the song was actually originally written in late 1968, and it was supposed to be released on his 1969 album, Green is Blues. Mm. But problems occurred with the recording of it, so it was postponed for production, right? Okay. And so it was altered and perfected the second time around for this album right here. Mm-hmm. So good thing they did that because it became one of his signature hits, reaching number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 7 on the Billboard Soul Singles chart in 1971. Mm-hmm. Billboard ranked it as the number 12 song for all of 1971 now mm. that's crazy yeah yes and in 2004 it was ranked number 293 on rolling stone's list of 500 greatest songs of all time so this is definitely one of my top three favorite al green jams so it's like missy what's your favorite al green jam <laughs> tired of being alone is up there i may not be exactly sure if it's one two or three but it's one it's but one it's up there gotcha it's, mm-hmm. it's one of the three it's one of the three <laughs> Now, I don't know if you remember this one particular moment, personal story, sister, that we had. So we were at one of our close auntie's house in her kitchen. Mm -hmm. 
all of us we call it the red table now ever since the red table came out <laughs> we don't we've been doing red table for years right for you years know? we was at it before y'all was at it but okay right right so now we call it the red table but it was me you mom and auntie mm-hmm. and so we was having i want one of our nights our red table night and i got up to get something out of the refrigerator it was probably more wine it was probably something else ain't no telling <laughs> and i started singing the line I guess you know that that I love you so, even though. And, and then you, know. you that literally, and then all y'all came in perfectly singing that line right there. I'm dead. All of y'all, all of y'all joining it right now. <laughs> right, like you, how you just did it, right? right like I just did. <laughs> oh, I like, gave the punchline and didn't even right. know. Right, like, oh, we did that, y'all. But not, not just like you or you know somebody. You, auntie, and mom, all three of y'all. Even though you don't want me no more. Yes. And then we kept singing, like literally one of my favorite memories ever. Because like y'all were. Don't even remember this. Who knows how much wine I had already had? But uh, you know, right. I believe it. I can't necessarily remember. <laughs> I mean, it is one of my favorite memories ever because y'all came in like we was at rehearsal or something. And I was literally just singing Listen. to myself. Y'all no. came in like, even though all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, we, but anyway, I unfortunately, <laughs> though, cannot hear this song anymore without immediately reflecting on the part of the movie that featured this song mm-hmm. um where this was playing and uh it's the scene where chris tucker mm-hmm. is found dead of a heroin overdose Whew. but it was the way that it was shot though but so the movie was directed by the hughes brothers mm-hmm. and uh it was brilliant it was brilliantly shot it was brilliantly done the darkness the you know it was um so Chris Tucker is like sitting in his apartment. He was clearly watching TV because mm-hmm. the TV's on and Al Green is singing this on Soul Train. It's a mm-hmm. clip that the Soul Train is playing and he's singing tired of being alone and the cops are coming to arrest him because, you know, they tried to, you know, rob this truck. And when they get there, he's dead in the chair. Mm-hmm. It traumatized me for months. It left me shook for months. It left yeah. me seriously spooked. But it was yeah. brilliantly done. So, like, whenever I hear it, my mind goes there. Then I just keep Look, enjoy, enjoying the song. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah. That scene was deep. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was deep. It was actually hard to watch. Like, it was very scary. I love horror movies, but that was scary. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was real. Because he looked... <laughs> yeah. Well, because he, look, he looked... Scary very scary yeah yes so that Ooh. was some good acting that was some good acting. well right that is also a good jam so that was my third jam girl oh that song does it for me a wonderful jam indeed oh all right my third jam yeah we do need to speed up <laughs> well i think my, mm-hmm. my next few are short my next few are short here we go mm-hmm. we're gonna make it quick mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. to breathe by switchfoot again <laughs> This is the title track from Switchfoot's third studio album, which was released on September 26th of 2000. This was their final album for independent label Rethink Records, which was distributed by Sparrow Records. Now, this album received a Grammy nomination for Best Rock Gospel Album in 2001. Now, Switchfoot, kind of like I touched on earlier, Switchfoot is often referred to as a Christian rock band. Um, even after having been signed to the mainstream Columbia Records from 2003 to 2007, Atlantic Records from 08 to 2016, and currently Vanguard Records, um, their albums are still distributed to Christian retail outlets through Sparrow Records and EMI CMG. Um, their songs mm-hmm. are featured on Christian radio and Christian charts, and they play at Christian festivals, and they're presented with Dove Awards. Okay, but the band has always philosophically disagreed with that label of being a quote unquote Christian band. And they say Mm. we're, we're Christian by faith, not by genre. 
That's what Tim wow. Foreman explained to Rolling Stone magazine in 2003. Okay. So John Foreman, that songwriter from the group, he says, we've always been very open and honest about where the songs are coming from. For us, these songs are for everyone. Calling us Christian rock tends to be a box that closes some people out and excludes them. And that's not what we're trying mm. to do. Music has mm-hmm. always opened my mind and that's what we want. And I could definitely get behind that because it does. And I've never thought about that. Like when you put yourself like right. in a in a certain genre, like, okay, I don't, maybe I don't want to just be that. Like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but right. like <laughs> I make music, period. Like, so right. that's, that's pretty right. cool. But anywho, back to the jam, Learn to Breathe. I really like this song, Learn to Breathe. It's... It's just a little vibe. You you remember that one? It started like, "Hello, good yes. morning, Hello, how, good you morning. how you do?" Yes, yep, yes. I like that song. Um, yeah, but... I love it. <laughs> but moment of transparency here. Um, I realized as we do this podcast, I don't always be paying attention to lyrics for real, y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really don't. Now that I'm like researching these Switchfoot songs, I'm like, oh, these lyrics could be about the Lord, huh? <laughs> Right, like, oh wow, they Christian. Oh, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I thought these, I thought these were love songs, but I'm like, we, right. I mean, but we do love the Lord, Amen. Okay, yes, we, amen. amen, Amen, Hallelujah, Amen, Amen. So, so you know, there's that. But we just saying, but you know, just I just saying. didn't realize that's what was happening. But whether it's a Christian song or not, I just like the song. It's just a good song. Learning yes. to breathe and you know yes it's good i love it Thank i you. love that song yeah sister yes everything about this movie and soundtrack comes on Ooh, yes yes and i like how they put these quote-unquote christian songs in this movie because like it's kind of a faith-based movie you know the her mm-hmm. faith and stuff is important i'm like oh that does make sense i'm sorry right. but it's cool okay well well, I know. I don't know. It's like not really obvious, which it's is probably their obvious. intention, right? So, you know. Right. They, I like how they did that. I see what y'all did there. Right. Y'all slipped that in. Right. It's cool. So we here for it. We mm-hmm. here for it. <laughs> Love it, sister. Thank Wonderful. You. So on to my fourth jam. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. It is the payback by James Brown. Everybody know this song. I'm gonna try to keep it short. hey um the payback is a classic absolute classic 1974 funk jam from the godfather of soul mr james brown which which was the title track from his 37th studio album under the polydor label first of all 37 (laughs) he's out of line (laughs) he's out He's out of line. I mean, come on. With Who the else was that we albums. talked about with come a bunch on. of albums? Aretha Franklin or somebody? Aretha. Remember? Aretha. Boy, yes. what are y'all out here doing? Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Miss Aretha. They out here <laughs> killing it. So the song's lyrics were originally written by trombonist and band leader Fred Wesley. I'm about to call him Frank. That ain't Frank. <laughs> Not Fred. Frank. <laughs> Not Frank. Fred Wesley. But James Brown made significant changes to the lyrics before recording the final track. Now, it's about the revenge he plans to take against a man who betrayed him. So this man done took his woman. He done took his money. He done took his honey. <laughs> he done sold him out for chicken change. Sold me out for chicken change. He done, Ooh, whatever that means. He done, he done sold him out for chicken change. So now Mr. Brown is mad. He can do, he can do willing. He can do dealing. But he don't do no damn squealing. And so it is it's time to square up on this fool. It's basically what he's saying. Wait a minute. He don't do no he don't do no squealing. <laughs> I'm don't still do stuck no on chicken chains, <laughs> So you know, I guess they used to say chicken chains. I guess that kind of mean chump change. Um, I guess. Okay. You know, but he don't do no we he can do wheeling and dealing, he don't do no squealing. So okay. it's time to go. It's time to go. Let's get this fool. So the so, <laughs> I don't do no I don't do no squealing. I, I, I can do that. wheeling. And I dealing. can do dealing. But I don't do no damn wheeling. Okay. 
<laughs> and I be with them. I'm like, you don't do no squealing, James. No, that's right. I Me mean, either. Shoot. Shoot. Well, I don't do no squealing either. Let's go. Let's go get them. I'll go with you. Shoot. Oh, Lord. So oh. the song is notable for its sparse open arrangement and its use of what's called a wah-wah guitar. So within, this was a relative ra- rarity. Mm-hmm. in his previous funk recording so i'm like now nah, i can't just leave the fact that a wah-wah guitar what the heck is that right so the wah-wah pedal machine it's like a foot pedal mm-hmm. machine thingy it's uh it's an effects metal designed for electric guitars and it alters the timbre of the input signal and it creates a distinctive sound mimicking the human voice going wah-wah so it's this it's the part of the song that goes <laughs> okay so yeah the mm-hmm. yeah the wah wah makes it do, makes it do that okay so released in february of 1974 it was the first in an unbroken succession of three singles by brown that would reach number one on the r&b charts that year so he had a, a kind of like a uh three okay. yeah right right so it was like three songs in a row that mm-hmm. reached number one on the R&B charts. That was the first one. The remaining mm-hmm. two were My Thing and Papa Don't Take No Meth. Papa Don't mm-hmm. Take No Meth. Hey. Now, hey, the last chart toppers of his career. So that's well, after 37 albums, I think that's okay. <laughs> Golly, you got to stop at some point. I mean, the hardest working man in showbiz, they called him. <laughs> So it also peaked at number 26 on the Billboard High 100, and it was his second and final single to be certified gold by the RIAA. That's Mm -hmm. another interesting fact about James Brown. I think I remember reading not too long ago, this man got so many albums and so many popular songs, but he didn't have many chart-topping hits. That's so bizarre. That is so weird. So it's like this payback is his second and final single to go gold crazy but yet he had all these albums and all these songs that people love you know Hmm. so the song and album of the same name were originally recorded as the soundtrack to a black exploitation film called hell up in harlem Mm -hmm. but the producers rejected the music as the same old james brown stuff so james was like man f y'all i'll (laughs) release it myself Mm-hmm. by myself under my own merit and it became a hit becoming certified gold and peaking at number one on the soul album charts now fun fact a commonly misheard lyric in the song is mm-hmm. when he goes don't do me no dumb flavor i don't know karate but i know crazy <laughs> so a lot of people a lot of people think he say he know crazy Mm-hmm. But he actually says "razor," like a straight razor. Slice you? Oh Lord, not <laughs> slice, <laughs> slice, sliced and not diced. slice and diced. Let <laughs> me sliced and diced, girl. Not <laughs> <laughs> slice and dice. Oh, but I'm like, I gotta admit. I don't oh. think I knew that either. I would always say, I don't know karate, but I know crazy. I thought he was saying he know <laughs> crazy. crazy too. So I'm yeah. like, well, teach me something. Oh, okay. He's going to he slice said, somebody. Crazy. Okay, go on and get him. Get him. Man. Hey, do what you got to do. <laughs> well, we all that's know my that forte. that's a jam. Yes. That's yes, a hit. Ma'am. Everybody know that. Everybody know that. Love it. <laughs> crazy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) my fourth jam I'm going to keep this one really short and sweet y'all Dancing Mm -hmm. in the Moonlight this is a song uh, written by Sherman Kelly originally recorded in 1970 by Kelly's band Buffalongo I hope I said Mm -hmm. that right y'all and then um a hit single by King Harvest in 1972, reaching number five in Canada and number 13 on the Billboard Hot 100. But the version I'm talking about um, is a cover by English band Top Loader, released in 2000, mm. which became a worldwide hit and achieved multi-platinum status in the UK, which is uh, the version that's featured in this film. Okay, 
very, very lit. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. uh, this was originally released on February of 2000 as the third single from Top Loader's debut studio album, Anka's Big Mocha in 1999 Mm -hmm. and it peaked at number 19 on the uk singles chart it was then re-released in november of the same year with new production from stargate and reached number seven on the same chart now the song has been certified four times platinum by the british phonographic industry for sales and streams of over 2.4 million units and worldwide the song reached the top 20 in australia germany Ireland, the Netherlands, Norway, and Spain. And at the Danish Music Awards of 2001, the song was nominated for Foreign Hit of the Year. So, pretty accomplished. Their cover sounds to have done better than the original song, which, I mean, I guess that happens sometimes. Right. Um, Oh, it absolutely happens. Yes, but it's definitely a jam. I like this one. It's like a fun, lighthearted, like, upbeat song and that's why i like it um it's not as i love it not as emotional as a lot of the others on this soundtrack <laughs> it's just they're on their first date together yes and this lana's song. doing uh-huh. all that sweet stuff that's the part ain't it where he doing all the things that's all on this her list. Stuff. oh mm-hmm. gosh mm-hmm. y'all oh. yes okay. oh lord y'all so that's oh, that's, that's one of my okay no no more spoilers no more yep. spoilers yeah, just watch we, the movie and we get yeah. close to time we better, oh, we, we okay, better yeah. be cool okay, okay. but it's a <laughs> great great song and a great yes. part of the movie dancing yes, in girl. the moonlight, I, the moonlight. everybody's feeling warm and bright hey. such a fun and night yes yeah all right y'all go all right Go watch the movie and listen to the playlist. <laughs> and listen to the playlist and watch the movie and all that good stuff. Yes. All right. Your and my final, and final jam. jam. Let's get okay. Yeah, girl. I done made it. We done made it, girl. My fifth and final jam from Dead President's soundtrack is I Miss You by mm. Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Let's go on and get into this jam right here, girl. Mm-hmm. I Miss You is the 1972 single from R&B and Soul Group Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes from their debut album I Miss You, which was later re-released as just Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Mm-hmm. The album version. Now let me. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh because what I'm gonna talk about is funny. Okay. The album, the album version of the track is eight minutes and thirty-one seconds long. Okay. But the single release was cut down to about three minutes and twenty seconds. So, I Miss You was one of the band's first major hits. And, you know, they gave us some more hits, girl. You know, they did If You Don't Know Me by now first. Ooh, you will you never ever know me. me. Girl, yeah, you will never. Woo! Let's not. Let's not. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it hit number seven on the R&B songs chart and number 58 on the pop songs charts. Mm-hmm. Now, this jam is like the ultimate the epitome of the begging and pleading song now we love mm. a good begging and pleading song you know of course mm-hmm. uh, you know but uh this is it this 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 was kind of this kind of set the stage this was the pioneer and no <laughs> one does it like teddy pendergrass right okay so you know you know how teddy pendergrass will start yelling at you <laughs> yes remember turn them off wait a minute <laughs> turn them off <laughs> Well, girl, we see it. <laughs> we see Teddy yelling in here, you know, because there's a lot of ad libbing in this song too. Okay. You know, it's like the regular verses and stuff, and then it's like a lot of ad libbing. He does a lot of ad libbing in there. <laughs> He's like, I know, I know, I, did. <laughs> I know, but I miss you, baby. There ain't no future, baby. You know oh how my you gosh. Teddy, yes. Teddy will let you know how you <sighs> feel, okay? This song is so good. It's raw. And he just playing old, don't care how he looks in front of this woman as he lays out how he's been doing. He's like, I ain't been doing, ever since you went away, I ain't been doing nothing. Dang. That's what he say. <laughs> Dang. Oh, man, Teddy. I mean, since she's left, he ain't been doing nothing. 
but having his head in his hands thinking oh. and then he'll start drinking so he mm-hmm. been doing nothing but thinking and drinking and drinking Lord. Okay. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then later on in the song he been crying and dying oh so Lord, he let, he, <laughs> yeah you know he letting he, her know though yeah but but that's how it is when you lose a relationship and you just can't seem to move on or heal from it, you know? Especially mm-hmm. if you're the one that screwed it up, then it's really hard for you. Right, then you really can't. Mm-hmm. Then you really, you know. But girl, here's where the song gets me, though. <laughs> okay, I'm a, let me hurry up. Let me hurry up. It be having me dying laughing every time. Although it absolutely does not take away from the fireness from the extremeness of the song period so the long version includes this long spoken monologue right oh lord which i'm not sure which band member is talking but he done called this woman on the phone and Mm -hmm. you can't hit her you you just hit him you know yeah and he is throwing everything he can at her to get her back to him okay (laughs) he like yeah you know i just wanted to call and see how you're just doing blah 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 you know what this will knock you dead I went and got a real job. All the, all the, all the overtime I can get. Oh, Lord. I get it. And I guess she like, oh, wow, okay, you finally got a real job, you know. Then he said, it might be too late, but I miss you, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, this will blow your mind. You know. <laughs> you know. You know that lottery? I hit it. First of all, it's it's giving lie. It's giving a lie. Not you hit the lottery, did you, sir? Right. He done got a real job. He done hit the lottery. He getting all the OT. He putting in the hours. All the OT. He is coming up. He letting her know. I'm dead. How's how's my son doing? Does he ever ask about me? I'm like, bro, get off of how you how you the That's it. That's it for my jam. Let me get let me get on to you and your final jam. Girl. I'm dead. Me, me and one of my friends, Mark, he posted that song one day, like years ago, on Facebook, and I commented that one line, you know that lottery, I hit it. And girl, I- if he didn't die laughing, <laughs> and he be he brings that up at least once a year since. That He's like, is I can't so believe <laughs> that lottery, I hit it. Wow. You know that lottery, I hit it. <laughs> whatever it takes hey whatever it takes he gonna throw go it all at him go on and say it i guess lord it's worth yeah, a try right. <laughs> 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 and that's my last and final dead president's jam there we go i love it well on to my last one y'all i am going to do <laughs> someday we'll know this mm. is a song originally by the New Radicals. It was released in March of 1999 as the second single off their album, Maybe You've Been Brainwashed 2, 1998, that came out. Now, okay. um, lyrically, the song explores the confusion over why relationship ended, right? But the version that's in the film is um, a cover performed by Mandy Moore and John Foreman of Switchfoot. This is a Switchfoot mm. album. This this soundtrack right. might as Switchfoot well have been a Switchfoot album. But anyway. Switchfoot was there. Okay. So it's a cover um, that Mandy Moore and John Foreman did. Okay. And I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I really mm-hmm. love the lyrics to this song. Okay. So it's asking like a lot of questions um, throughout all the verses, throughout the course. It's just questions, questions, questions. Like, whatever happened to Amelia Earhart? Who holds the stars? Yeah. Because whatever happened yeah. to her, anyway. Because what, where is she? Because we don't know. Who holds the stars up in the sky? You know. Uh, and then they say, did the captain on the Titanic cry? Cry. Oh, Lord. And that part gets me every time because did he, Lord? Did and he? Prob- uh-uh. And he probably did. Oh. Hey, see, you can't Ooh. think too hard on Because you don't want to think about stuff like that because that's hurting my feelings, okay? Because I'm curious mm. about did he, did he cry? But that is my jam. Um, I mean, and, and so it's, of course, talking about a relationship. Someday we'll know if love can move a mountain. Someday we'll know why the sky is blue. Someday we'll know why I wasn't meant for you. 
And uh, later in the song, oh, it's like, no. yeah, if I could ask God just one question, why aren't you here with me tonight? It's so it's sad. But then oh. it's like, low-key, it's, it's kind of upbeat, but like the, it's sad. I don't know. It's sad, but it's yeah. a good song. And it really does pose some questions that need answers. And, right. um, okay, that we still need answers. Right, need that answers. we still need answers to. But it's a really good song. Um, I listened to the original um, too before today's episode, mm-hmm. and I definitely like the Mandy Moore and John Foreman version better than the original. I'm sorry to the original. Okay, but like they just did it. They did that. They did that cover. I love it. I love it. Yes, beautiful song. playlist, y'all. It's a wonderful, wonderful playlist little variety here this is the end of our discussion of our soundtrack jams so we hope y'all enjoyed it we hope y'all stuck in there (laughs) we hope you're still here it's a little bit lengthy but it was good (laughs) and uh if my sister has anything else sister uh just real quick y'all thank y'all so much for the social media love we got last week for our favorite girl groups whenever you guys see our social media posts please like share share with your friends and yes. also don't forget to rate and review us on your podcast platforms that's it that's right thank y'all so much we love you forever and ever we will see y'all next week and bye bye thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of my sister sham podcast please remember to rate and review the show. Follow us on social media at My Sister's Jam on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have questions or feedback, you can always email us at mysistersjam at gmail.com. And shout out to Matt Monroe Music for our original intro music. Thanks. See you next week. Bye.